Welcome to Advance Your Art. If you are interested in making money from your art, using your artistic background to your advantage when switching careers, or if you are just plain stuck, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yurika Talbo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or if you're just feeling stuck, you've come to the right place. Every week I sit down with a creative entrepreneur to discuss the who, what, and why of their journey and career. If you like this episode, please remember to subscribe, like, and share it with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with David Emmons, artist and creator of the Artist Marketing Formula. David, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Yuri, thank you for having me. I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Where are you uh, located at this time? Well, of- I'm just north of you. I'm up here in Vermont. So uh, kind of mid part of the state of Vermont, north of Manchester, Vermont. And it's, oh, sure. Uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but right now it's chilly in Vermont. <laughs> yes, I bet. Chilly and probably a little snowy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so how has how has Vermont been during this these these days of COVID? Oh my gosh! Well, you know, like so many other places, things are things are shut down, partially open, partially shut down. You know, everything is uh, uh, it's different. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's so sad. You know, there's a lot of uh, in Vermont. There's a lot of mom and pop stores, as you probably know, a lot of country stores and uh, smaller restaurants. And because of that, the size, just the square footage is so restrictive that a lot of them have not been able to open. Uh, there's a little country store in our town that's doing um, just a uh, walk-up window because the interior of the store square footage is just too small. You know, they can have like one or two people in there with the right kind of distancing. So, yeah. it, so it's been really, it's been tough, but um, you know, the, uh, uh, the folks who are online are still, you know, prospering, believe it or not, you know, orders are coming in. So that kind of thing is, is working for the small, the small businesses here in Vermont. But the in-person stuff is just, it's a struggle. Yeah, that's too bad. Well, yeah. so for my, my listeners who are less familiar with, with you and, and your work, how do you describe yourself and what you do? Well, I've been an artist for all, all my life and I've been selling my work at shows, you know, the last 35 years. And in fact, I used to do one of the big shows I would do is uh, the Boston Flower Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I travel the country. I work with um, copper and stained glass and I'm kind of in the garden niche, hence the uh, flower shows. Over the years, I've been fascinated, probably like yourself, fascinated with the marketing side of uh, this business. And loved, was always drawn to the marketing, always tweaking my presentation, tweaking everything that I do on the road at the shows. So as the internet came along, it was like, wow, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> so I was always looking for a way to migrate my business more and more to, uh, to the online world. Uh, so over the last six or seven years, that's exactly what I've done. I've moved a business that was on the road traveling to events and moved it to the online space learn how to really hone in on what makes that work, what makes that successful. And now I teach other artists that same thing. So I kind of, uh, I get, I enjoy working in my shop. I'm actually in my shop right now, just a, a little office section of my shop. I've been working out there all morning, but I love marketing and I love teaching artists how to market. So that's, uh, I'm doing my two loves <laughs> all yeah. the time. It's kind of fun. 
Great. So let's, I'm, I'm, so before we go into that, and I really wanted to get into great detail about your, how, how you've worked out this process. I'm curious, copper stained glass hanging water gardens. What initially got you interested in creating this very specific niche of, of artwork? <laughs> well, I, I've always loved working with, with copper, <clears throat> working with wire, wire sculpture or wrapping things, twisting things, bending things, that kind of, those kinds of things. Always loved natural elements. So working with copper, working with wood, and was always fascinated by colored glass. So those kind of things came together. But then I also had a mom who loved plants. And so I was around plants all the time. She would always take cuttings, <clears throat> put them in little glasses on the windowsill. You'd open the kitchen window and the glasses would fall into the sink. And so it was always this dilemma of, it was a practical thing. So it was kind of like, all right, take some of the wire work I do, hang it up on a curtain rod, and now it's hanging in your window. Isn't that cool? And so that's really how it started. It was very cool. And uh, it's actually a really uh, interesting niche of people out there. Uh, it's evolved over the years. Uh, mm -hmm. Years ago, a lot of people understood the concept of taking cuttings from a plant and, and rooting those cuttings and then repotting them. Yeah. And, uh, and nowadays, not as many people understand that concept. And so uh, the fact that I call them hanging water gardens is because you can actually leave plants in water. In fact, if you talk with your, your mom or your grandmother, uh, they'll tell you stories about cuttings they've taken, stuck in a glass of water and forgot that it's been in there for years. <laughs> and so it's, uh, it's just a, it's a really neat, it's a neat niche to be in. I, I love dealing with my customers. I love talking with them about growing plants and, and dealing with different types and varieties. It's a lot of fun and, uh, and the feedback that I get from my, from my fans, it's just, it's neat, it's fun. Yeah, oh, wonderful. So let's talk about the early days of, of your business and, and kind of how it's evolved. So in the early days, you mentioned that you start creating these and you would go to tons and tons and tons of, of shows. So in the early days, how did you choose where you were going, you know, decide what plants and, and, and um, you know, pieces of art to bring with you? What was your early business world like? Well, you know, it was the shows within a geographical location is where it started. You know, okay, where are there any shows to attend? And so I would start like that. And uh, over time, it became word of mouth. Word of mouth, there's a great show here or a great show there. So that you would start getting further and further from home. I eventually got as far west as Minnesota. I would do a show, actually three shows a year in Minnesota, eight shows a year in Chicago. And you would, you know, it, it, all of that marketing, where to be, what expanded with word of mouth and, okay. and just references from other people. And uh, same thing with the, um, you know, the marketing components to how you display your work and, and how you sell. That evolved through experience, you know, being out there in front of customers. And again, I was always drawn to the marketing side of things. Mm -hmm. You know, why did this work? And, and a lot of it was trial and error. And a lot of it was accidental. You know, I, I noticed early on in, in business that when there were people in front of my booth talking with me about whatever, that would draw other people around. And, you know, it's kind of common knowledge for anyone who pays attention to marketing. You know, it's, it's kind of that social proof thing. And <laughs> we do it online now. Um, 
but in the real world, when you when I noticed that, I thought, wow, that's interesting. I mm -hmm. wonder if I can make that happen. <laughs> and so I developed strategies to, you know, have conversations with people. Didn't matter what, you know, if I had a customer that I was talking with, potential customer, uh, and I sensed that, well, they're probably not going to make a purchase. But I knew that just keeping the conversation going was going to be helpful. I would do that. And so I started noticing that I was putting a lot of strategical thinking into what I was doing. And, uh, and, and I love that. So as the business evolved, I got more and more successful doing what I was doing on the road and uh, choosing better shows, asking for better booth locations, you know, all of those things that come into play. And when I brought that to online, mm -hmm. it was interesting to see how those same types of things came into play. You know, why am I doing this instead of this? Why this versus this? And uh, it's, it's, it's neat to watch something evolve. Yeah, so let's, so let's talk about your, your switch to moving things more on, online. What was the moment where things for you shifted and you decided that, you know, online, I'm, I'm on the road too much. There's a lot of these shows. Maybe it's not as profitable as I was hoping it to be. Having an online store is definitely going to be more profitable. And what types of, let's say, books or, or um, information were you reading and, and listening to that helped you decide how to market your product online? Well, that, that evolution was, you know, the very beginning of it was, oh my gosh, am I going to be doing shows forever? And usually you would, you would, that revelation would hit you during a, a lousy show, <laughs> you know, a thunderstorm at a, you know, Ann Arbor Art Fest in July or uh, a snowstorm at another event that shuts down a flower show that, you know, that you, you put $10,000 into your booth. You know, those types of things would bring you to, you know, when am I going to realize the internet exists? It's not going away. It really is this pretty big thing in everyone's life. Uh, so for years, I kept saying, I've got to figure out the internet. At some point, I, I put up a website, you know, years ago, thinking no one is going to search for what I create. So I don't even know why I'm doing this. Then I found out pretty quick that a website was a great way for people to, a convenient way for people to make purchases. And so all the residual sales you would normally have after a show where people would call you on the phone, now they'd go to your website and, and do the transaction there. So that was convenient, that was smart. I had that up for probably six or seven years before I ever decided there's gotta be a way to market. So the marketing shift for me, seeing the internet actually be something that would work is when social media came around. So it wasn't until social media that the internet really changed for small business. And I, and I know this in hindsight, I didn't know it coming in. I thought, wow, that's interesting. Maybe that, maybe there's something there. Yeah. Well, there was something there. There is something there. And it's, it's amazing what it is. Um, but what it, what it did for, for the internet is until social media, the internet's all search engine. It's all about people looking for something. And there's several things going on when someone's looking for something. First of all, as a small business owner or an artist, it's hard to show up when they're looking. <laughs> you know, it's hard to rank number one on Google. Okay, that's one thing. Right. Uh, another thing that's more important is most people are not searching for what we create. <laughs> you know, get out of bed in the morning, I'm searching for a hanging water garden. You know, people are just not doing that. Um, and then the third part of this, and I've, I've discovered this over the last few years, is when someone is searching for something, they're in a comparison mindset. Mm -hmm. So they're comparing you to other people, they're comparing price for sure, 
they're comparing style and they're getting pulled in a bunch of directions because they went out looking for something. And the way I teach marketing now is I don't teach to market to search results. You want to market and get in front of people who should be your customers before they're ever thinking about you. You want to show up in the world and bring them into your world. And so that kind of marketing is amazing. And that's really what we've, as artists, have always done and are really doing. We're going to events to show up in a place where people bump into us. And, and when you do that on the internet, magic happens when you, when you start using these powerful tools. And so I went to conferences, mm -hmm. I read uh, blogs, I hooked up with podcasts that were, it's kind of interesting because it was in, it was, I started studying in the big marketing space, okay, the place where all the heavy duty marketers go, you know, the people selling, you know, big time things, high ticket things, the, the just the heavy hitter marketers. And a lot of what they taught was not applicable but the underlying foundation was very applicable to an artist. And I started pulling out those nuggets mm. and trying those in my business. And that's when everything exploded. I mean, I, I, when I took what I learned on the road and combined it with what I was learning, these, these very specific things I was learning from these marketers, and that was primarily about how this AI works, how these algorithms work, where these powerful tools were, when you combine those two things as a small business, as an artist, it's amazingly powerful. If you just take the marketing side and the marketing tools and you bring that to a small business, it's not as successful because you'll burn through a bunch of money. You'll, you'll be doing the wrong kinds of things. You'll put your marketing hat on and you'll no longer be authentic. And it, 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 it really turns into a mess. But when you take the organic original you from, from the art show scene or the gallery or, or just being an artist and you bring that to these powerful tools of social media and primarily Facebook, that's when everything works. And, uh, and it's amazing because it's sustainable. It's, it's, it's easy to do. You, you've got to stay focused, but it's, uh, it's a platform that really changes everything. Excellent. Okay. So is that, I guess, the basis of how you created the artist marketing formula? And, and what is that uh, about? Yeah, I mean, what happened, Yuri, is I stopped do slowly stopped doing shows. Yeah. And people that would see me at some shows, artist friends of mine would say, you know, everything okay? <laughs> you feel all right? <laughs> you know, we haven't seen you at the shows uh, like usual. Yeah. And that, my answer was always the same. You know, my, my internet business is blowing up they would then ask, how is that happening? And I would say, well, I'm doing that. And, and I would start to try and explain it to them. And, mm -hmm. you know, couldn't do it over an hour cup of coffee. And so what I realized was, as I was explaining it to them, I realized I loved doing that. I loved sharing these tidbits and these secrets or these, these shortcuts to how it works. And I also realized that you, you, you've got to like put it together in some kind of clear fashion. And so that's what got me to putting together a coaching program. And as I put the coaching program together, what I realized was this is really unique because what I'm doing is I'm taking every single component that I use to make a successful online business happen. And so I would ask myself the question, okay, well, what else do you use? You're doing this, but what are you using that supports that? 
And what are you using that support? And is there a tool you use? Is there a resource that you went to to make this happen? And how does this plug into the bigger picture? And so as, as you go through my course, it's very logical. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, it's all screen flow, it's video, it's me talking and showing, but I'm showing how everything connects and how it makes sense. And so to have an artist, you know, it's the same as if I would sit down with an artist for a week and we just do this together. Yeah. And it's just, you're just nodding your head. You're like, of course, of course it makes sense. That's what I do on the road or that's what I do at a gallery opening or that's what I would do if somebody called me on the phone, that's exactly how I would talk to them. Mm -hmm. And when you see how you take that normal understanding of who you are and how it plugs into an ecosystem like Facebook, it just all makes sense. And you're like, wow, all right, <laughs> this can work. Yeah. So could you give some examples of how you're able to connect your, let's say your, you know, you're on the road persona to Facebook? Is, is it just like how you're writing things? Is, is the videos you do? Or how is it that you are, are able, really, really able to be that authentic on Facebook? And why well, it's really, Facebook particularly? I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, it's it's the power of video is okay. is really powerful. You can do it with images as well, but video you really need to add video. You know, having video as part of what you do in your your social media is really important. And so, video allows you to be authentic as long as you <laughs> you make sure you don't put your marketing hat on. You just come to your page mm -hmm. as if you were having a gallery event or an open studio, or you're at a show and people are asking your questions. I mean, you, you bring that same personality, that same authentic who you are to your page. And so that's the kind of content you put out there. And then the other thing you do is you make sure you're smart with the content you deliver. So what I mean by that is I'm not just going to take my phone out and walk through my studio or my shop and just start filming anything and talk about what I'm doing. I'm going to be kind of strategic about it. I'm going to show this thing because I know it's interesting. And I'm gonna talk about a couple of key things. And then I'm gonna remind people I have an online gallery where they can go and see my work. Mm -hmm. And so it's a combination of, of being real, but also being strategic or being smart and remembering that you're doing this for a reason. You're, you're building a fan base. And to answer your question, why Facebook? Facebook has several components that you really need in order to make an online business sustainable. You need to have a place where you corral people. So a place where people are kind of hanging out, you can always get to them, they can always get to you. And that's the beauty of Facebook platform. Uh, you need to have a place where you can kind of bring people off the platform and get them onto an email list because you do want to have an asset that you own that you can use. And so I teach a lot about email marketing as well. But then you also need a platform that has amazing targeting tools and then AI that can assist you beyond your ability to understand how to target. And so when you hook those two together, that's really powerful. Excellent. So that's why I love the, the Facebook platform. It's just, you know, it's amazing for all of those things. Oh, sure. Have you also explored other social media platforms or is Facebook your primary place to go? Well, Facebook and Instagram, those are really, if you go beyond those, you must be a person that has a lot of time <laughs> because <laughs> there's just, I mean, I, I can't, uh, I can't spend enough time on Facebook and Instagram. And I actually, I do teach shortcuts so that you don't have to spend, I mean, online marketing doesn't have to be creating all kinds of content. Mm 
-hmm. It's a combination. What I like to do is teach about doing some organic things, but then also being smart with dollar a day ads. So I'm a big proponent of taking a dollar and putting it behind something that was organic and target it like crazy so that you're in front of your exact niche. And if you get that right, that's when things really change. And so um, I looked at Pinterest, I looked at Twitter. Twitter's not worth anyone's time. Pinterest is you know, visually uh, a good place for an artist to be. However, Instagram is better. Mm-hmm. Instagram is part of the Facebook ecosystem. And the reason I started on Facebook, I do have students who have started on Instagram and the way I teach is if you start on Instagram, you got a bigger following there, then continue that and let things auto post to Facebook and vice versa. If you start on Facebook, let things auto post to Instagram yeah. and the platforms are just, they're powerful. And the back end of Facebook is the mechanism where you would actually advertise on Instagram. So that's why I, I do, Facebook is my hub for, for everything. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. We, so 2020 has disrupted a lot of industries, people, businesses. What are some things that you've learned during 2020 being in the pandemic that, that have changed how you do business? And how are you looking at things now we're in 2021 and the potential of having a world where you know we can go back to being in the same room with other people again and have this, this online um, ability to, to sell things as well? Well, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing about 2020 is I was so glad I started all my online marketing six years ago. <laughs> so I'm thinking, <laughs> man, I didn't see this coming. You know, yeah. I just thought I, I want to miss some rainy shows and I want to you know, reduce my show schedule. Never <laughs> anticipated we could actually shut down events. Mm-hmm. Uh, just absolutely insane. Uh, the other thing that 2020 showed me is that you know, people purchasing things online uh, is, you know, it's on, on the uptick for sure. And so that is, that was actually one of the early hurdles for the internet and early hurdle for me to even develop a website was, you know, are people ever going to get comfortable with shopping online? And mm-hmm. over the years, they, they obviously did. And any of the people that were sitting on the fence are off that fence during 2020 for sure. And online art sales, you know, have never been higher, all kinds of articles out there. So it's a beautiful thing that's happened for your ability to sell online and for people to feel comfortable about it. Uh, And I see going into 2021, you know, the same thing you can, if you're a person, if you're an artist that wants to have an online presence, where you can count on some kind of income stream, you can make that happen because the hurdle of people feeling comfortable making a purchase online has, has already been overcome. Uh, so that's exciting. So what artists need to do is they need to get comfortable with showing up online and letting that be the alternate space where their brand is also growing. Mm-hmm. So you can grow in the real world and you can grow online equally and let those two kind of play off each other. So one of the things that I was doing before COVID hit was I would use my, my Facebook marketing to drive traffic to events. Okay. And it was, it was absolutely killer. I was, I was doubling sales at some events just because of what I, I was teaching show promoters how to do this. I'm thinking, <laughs> my God, you're spending all this money on billboards and newspapers and radio stations. Yeah. And you could target in such a way that you could bring attendance to the show like you wouldn't believe. So I would bring attendance to my booth 
just through a couple of, you know, I would do a Facebook live seven days before a show. Then I would promote it to a 50 mile radius of the show. Then I would ask people to, you know, stop by the booth, bring me a cup of coffee and you'll win a prize or something. You know, I would, I would do all these fun things using social media marketing. And uh, it was just phenomenal. So going into 2021 and as things start to open up, that same thing is real again. Using social media to, to get in front of the right people and then send them wherever it is it makes sense to send them. Maybe you send them to a website, but maybe you send them to an event. And so it, the, the, this, these worlds are starting to mesh now and 2020 sure. made that happen. Sure. In, in your own experience and in the transition you made from, let's say, the, the physical to the digital, what about the times when you were feeling, well, scared or apprehensive or, you know, un, unsure of how you would potentially navigate, you know, your website or, or creating videos of yourself? Sometimes that can be intimidating. And how did you get over and move past that, that fear of, of trying something new? It was really doing it, you know, get yourself to do it. Facebook Live was, was one of my biggest challenges and video was a challenge. And, and the only solution for video is really to just do it, mm -hmm. to do it constant. You know, I would watch tutorials, you know, and basically, the, you know, they're all the same. It's how to be real, how to, not, you know, how to get out of your own way, how to be real, how to be authentic, you know, and it's funny because, it, it really is easier for artists to do this, believe it or not, even though we all feel intimidated uh, because all the big brands are trying to teach themselves how to do it. You know, the big brands are trying to be authentic. They're, you know, they're, they're getting customers to film selfies of wearing the new, the new shirt or the new blouse or the jewelry, you know, so that their ads look authentic because on, online, things that are organic and authentic are what wins. And so all the big brands are trying to make that happen. But for an artist, it's really, you know, you just have to do it. Do it. Take some pointers from YouTube videos. There are people out there that'll teach you relaxation techniques and deep breathing. <laughs> and and uh, but what the other thing that's worked for me is is to not care. You know, if you think about it, you're standing in your booth at a show. You've done this for years. You've talked to millions of people, and if someone was filming all of that and doing screen captures. And, and stopping the camera. And if you could see your facial expressions, you would think, oh my God, I look like an idiot. <laughs> but you don't think about it. You never did think about it. And you only think about it when you're on camera because you have the ability to freeze a frame or look at a thumbnail and you think, oh my gosh, you know, what, what was I thinking? If you just put all that out of your mind mm -hmm. and talk about what you're passionate about and, and look into the camera and talk to your fans, your fans love it. You know, you could even go on camera and say, you know, I don't, I tell my students never to say I'm nervous because that just confirms you're nervous. You don't want to do that. But you certainly can go on camera and say, all right, you know, this is the first video from my shop. I'd love it if you give me some feedback. I want to show you some of the things I've been working on. You know, do something like that that doesn't contain any negative language, but you are asking for feedback from your fans. Right. And if you do that, that really breaks the ice. It takes the pressure off because you just told them it's my first video or I've only done a few videos. Let's see how this one goes. And so doing those types of things, putting yourself at ease is, is really helpful. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is after you start getting feedback, you will realize really fast that your fans love you. I mean, that's the reason they hooked up with you. They love what you create. They like being in your world. They, to some level, they idolize you. And it's a really cool relationship. 
and you know they they just really want to connect with who you are wonderful so with everything that you have done and experienced so far what would you say has been the best advice that you ever received oh my gosh it's really about I've got a quote over over here on my office wall. It's a, a quote by uh, Martin Luther King, and it says, "If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But you've got to keep moving." And I've gotten that advice in, in myriad of ways over the years about just keep showing up, mm-hmm. just be consistent. You mean with with the art show business, you 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 might go out and have a bad show. You might go out and get rained out. You might have chose the wrong event. You you know you just have to keep showing up. And if you keep showing up, there are so many success stories on the internet that really come down to that one simple ingredient: just showing up and showing up and showing up. If you're passionate about what you do, keep doing it mm-hmm. and keep showing up. That consistency. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that advice. That that really is fantastic. So David, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to obviously buy some of your artwork or take your courses, where is the best place they can go to do all of this? Well, excellent. Uh, Absolute pleasure being here with you, Yuri. I really enjoyed it. And to connect with me, there's a couple of things. I teach a free masterclass every week. Mm -hmm. And to get involved in that, you would go to Artist Marketing Blueprint dot com and you can register there if you want to see my course and coaching information you would go to artistmarketingformula.com and then if you just google hanging water gardens hanging water gardens you'll i own the first page of google so if somebody does get out of bed in the morning and searches for hanging water gardens they absolutely find me (laughs) (laughs) that's wonderful excellent well thank you david i will i will make sure i put those links in the show notes uh, as, as well as a direct link to your website So uh, they don't have to Google as much, but um, we'll make sure they can find you if they want to. But again, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. Excellent. Thank you, Yuri. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you like this episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating, like, and share with a friend. Our theme music is written and mixed by Chicago-based composer Ryan Black of Black Bones Collaborative. To listen to the full catalog of our episodes, go to advanceyourart.com. To see what I'm working on or book a time with me or buy a copy of my book, Be Left Behind, go to yuricataldo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.